Hey, I ride my bike up and down those hills, up and down and up and down, grunting, sweating, pushing. There's no yellow jersey or Arc de Triomphe at the end of my mountain bike rides. But you know what? There also isn't any endangering EPO. I don't do growth hormone, no stinking steroids. This dope doesn't do blood doping. The thrill is in seeing how far my natural, non-drug-enhanced body can take me. And right now, I'm off the bike, in front of the mic, for the all-natural, 100% non-chemically-enhanced, red blood cell-enabled English Teacher John Show number 60. Welcome to the English Teacher John Show number 60. Uh, in our program, which is targeted for English learners of all abilities, we use clear and easy to understand English. Oh no, what's that I hear? That's right, it's our two-year anniversary, or I guess you could call it our two-year birthday. Yay! Yes, we've certainly slowed the podcast production schedule down a bit recently, but um, we do have a bunch uh, of podcasts available, and uh, I'd like to give you a quick summary of all the video and audio podcasts we have on our website. And that is, of course, EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Uh, first of all, uh, there are 60, 60, 60 English Teacher John Show episodes. And they are easy to find by going to our website's homepage, then clicking on podcast, where you will then see the list of all 60 English Teacher John shows. Uh, if a transcript is available, then you'll see a transcript link. Uh, also, you will see our RSS feed, which is um, maybe the easiest way to, uh, to make sure you get all of the episodes. Uh, we also have uh, our What's Up podcast, which I haven't done in quite a while. Uh, if you look closely on the podcast page, you'll see a link to our What's Up podcast. And you can also find that link on the main page of our blog. Um, as of August 2007, there are eight What's Up podcasts. And all of the transcripts can be found on the blog. Uh, the easiest way to find all the shows and transcripts is to go to our blog, um, the My English blog, and look at the right column, the right, uh, right-hand column. 
you will see categories under the search box and calendar and click on what's up hey video podcasts how about video podcasts do you have any of them yes we do indeed as of august 2007 we have 10 english teacher john video podcasts and these are actually hosted on uh, youtube.com and blip.tv and rever.com but they are embedded in and completely accessible and viewable from our video page uh, just go to our homepage, click on video and you can't miss them six of the ten videos are labeled english teacher john show videos and four of them are labeled adventure pod english uh, on the video page you'll also see transcript links for some of those videos uh, transcripts uh, we get a lot of questions about the transcripts uh, the best way to find all available transcripts is to go to our blog uh, which is called the my english blog uh, look at the right hand column once again and uh, below the search box and calendar uh, click on the category transcripts uh, right now there are 25 entries in the trans transcript category and uh, most of them are in fact complete transcripts our blog the blog it's called the my english blog and you can of course access it from our homepage. Uh, the exact URL is EnglishTeacherJohn.com slash MyEnglishBlog. Okay, uh, I hope that gives you some help with finding our uh, video and audio content and uh, also the transcripts. Uh, this is the English Teacher John Show number 60. And uh, let's take a look at today's show index. In today's show, there are five segments. Uh, first, we will have a news story, the recent election in Japan, and the ruling party suffered a big loss. Uh, in section two, it's a Wikipedia profile, and that is taiko drumming, traditional Japanese drumming. Uh, in our third part, we've got an interview with Andrea. And section four is idioms, um, all featuring the word rock, R-O-C-K. Finally, in segment five, our last segment of the show, you will hear some quotations. All right, let's get on with the show. Hey, what's news? Uh, for today's what's news segment, it's politics. Uh, the ruling party suffers defeat in recent Japanese election. That's our headline. Uh, yeah, it's politics in Japan. And this past Sunday, we had a big election here. Uh, Japan's legislature is called the Diet. D-I-E-T. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Uh, 
It's called the diet in English, and it's called uh, kokai in Japanese. Uh, there are two chambers, an upper house of counselors, or sangin in Japanese, and a lower house of representatives, which is shugin in Japanese. Um, this recent election was for the upper house, or the house of counselors. And it has 242 members who serve six-year terms. Uh, and I think there are going to be a bunch of new members. Uh, the Liberal Democratic Party, um, the LDP, has ruled Japan for most of the years since the uh, Second World War. But it looks like that's going to change. The uh, Democratic Party of Japan, or DJP, scored big victories and will now become more powerful in the, gov in the government. Uh, the lower house is the House of Representatives uh, with 480 members, and uh, they serve four-year terms. Uh, the House of Representatives was not affected by this election. Shinzo Abe of the LDP is the Prime Minister of Japan, and uh, even though his party was defeated in the elections, he says he is not going to step down. Uh, let's see what happens in the coming weeks and months. Uh, the biggest issues here in Japan right now are, uh, I guess the biggest is the reform of the pension system. Uh, Japan is an aging society with uh, fewer and fewer young people, an increasing amount of older people, and uh, it's clear that this demographic trend is going to be quite a challenge for the current pension system. Uh, for increased funding of the pension system, there's a proposal to increase the sales tax, or I guess you could call it a consumption tax. And of course, those kinds of issues are always controversial and hard fought. Um, Another issue, the rise of neighboring China and uh, relations with the Koreas, North and South Korea, and of course, uh, relationship with uh, China. These are always issues here in Japan. Uh, Japan does have a very low crime rate, but there, I think there's a growing sense that the crime rate is rising. Um, I'm not sure the statistic, statistics confirm the rise, but the media usually sensationalizes these um, some of the violent crime stories. And I think it's hard for people not to be shocked by uh, these the, the violence that does happen. But it is indeed a very low crime rate still. Another issue, uh, Japan has a contingent. A, a group of soldiers uh, in Iraq. The Japanese military is labeled the Self-Defense Force, or SDF, and their presence in Iraq has always been a hot issue here. Uh, the, Jap the Japanese Constitution's Article 9 renounces the country's ability to go to war, but that provision is also a hot topic. So Article 9 says no war, but um, there's there's been recent talk 
Um, there are right-wing movements to change or even remove Article 9. And some reports show that this, um, this movement and the support for this movement is growing. Uh, however, there are also a lot of people working to see that Article 9 is not changed and that Japan remains a country opposed to waging war. Uh, I think some of you know Charlie, a good friend of the show here. Uh, he has been working on peace issues and spreading awareness about the importance of maintaining Article 9. All right, well... That's it for uh, Japanese politics and the What's News segment. Coming up next on our Wikipedia profile, we'll look at Japanese traditional drumming called taiko. Yes, it's time for our Wikipedia profile. Uh, this past weekend, I was really inspired by one of our exciting annual events here in Matsumoto. It was the Matsumoto Taiko Matsuri, or Taiko Festival. And it attracts local and national taiko drummers from all over Japan. Let's listen to a little of this past weekend's traditional drumming. The event is held right at Matsumoto Castle, and it has it, it's really something to look forward to. Uh, this year, they set up the stage just next to the castle, um, providing a magical backdrop to the onstage performers. All right, well, this is Wikipedia profile, so uh, let's take a look at Wikipedia and the entry for Taiko, and that's uh, capital T. A-I-K-O. So the link is uh, en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash capital T-A-I-K-O. Okay, reading from the Wikipedia website. Um, taiko means simply drum in Japanese or um, maybe a wide or great uh, drum. Uh, outside Japan, the word is often used to refer to any of the various Japanese drums um, and to the relatively recent art form of ensemble, ensemble uh, taiko drumming, sometimes called more specifically kumidaiko. Uh, and now we'll skip down to the uh, early history of taiko section. Uh, the story of the early beginnings of taiko is one that is shrouded in mystery. What is known is that some of the earliest recorded uses of the taiko drums were on the battlefields of ancient Japan during the period of warring states. These massively sized drums uh, 
served many purposes to the Japanese fighting on the battlefield. Uh, firstly, the drums were massive in size and could sound a loud boom that could echo across every expanse of the battlefield. This would scare the opposing side soldiers, providing a very useful advantage. However, along with the moralizing effects of the drums, the fact that they had such uh, an ability to cover long distances with their rolling sounds, uh, many army generals used the drums to aid in commanding their men over wide open battlefields. Um, an example of a typical battlefield style taiko drum would be a large drum that was more than likely carved from a single log uh, with several precisely drilled holes along the sides of the drum to maximize the thunderous sounds they produce. Uh, well, that's a little bit about taiko drumming. It's a, it's a great uh, cultural tradition here, and I, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, just the power that you feel from the drummers uh, watching them and their, their movements, as well as the sound of the drum. Boy, it, it really makes you vibrate. Uh, uh, don't forget um, today's link, uh, today's Wikipedia profile. Uh, you can find that on the wikipedia.org slash wiki slash T-A-I-K-O. Um, okay, that's Tycho Drumming, and that's our Wikipedia profile. Next, we've got a short interview coming up. You are listening to, and I hope learning from, the English Teacher John Show. Well, I think you guys might be a little tired of hearing my voice. So, let's listen to an interview with my colleague Andrea. He's from Australia, and I recently asked him how he likes to spend his free time. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Uh, what is this show called, John? This is the English Teacher John Show, which is a world-famous uh, broadcast, and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it. I'm sorry, I'm afraid not. Well, let me explain it to you. Uh, it's a uh, it's a show that it's on uh, all the national stations in in all the nations of the world. Um, it features this guy named John Coons, and uh, he uh, he puts on a show and educates the masses and brings hope and brings hope into their lives and inspiration and motivation. Oh no! How's that sound for a show? How how can I refuse not to be part of that, John? Well then, <laughs> then I'll officially welcome you. So um, tell us about yourself. Um, okay, I'm from Australia. Um, been here for uh, a long time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what else do you want to know? Uh, let me see. Let's start with fun stuff. Uh, what do you like to do in your free time? I like to catch fish. <laughs> big, big fish. <laughs> Catch fish and eat fish? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not ca I'm not the catch and release type. I, I, I'm the catch and cook type. All right, well, we'll have the vegetarian conversation later. Um, where exactly do you go fishing? Uh, 
Yeah, uh, Omachi, around Omachi. The lakes, oh, uh, Aoki Lake, Kizaki Lake, the rivers around Omachi, Kashimayari. Is that the correct pronunciation? I think there's a famous ski hill there, Kashimayari. Yeah, we, you know, we, we go for the, um, how do you call them? Char, C-H-A-R, Char. Do you know what they are? Uh, char, as kind of. Yeah, sounds familiar. Kind of child. Yeah. Who do you usually go with? Friends. Yeah, Japanese friends. Who know the area quite well. And now when I see fishermen, I've done a little fishing in my days. When I see fishermen, it looks like they kind of throw something into the water, their their line, and then <clears throat> they kick back and uh, are either sleeping or drinking beer or something like that. Is that is that part of the fishing thing? Well, that, that's more the sea seaside uh, style of fishing. Here in the rivers, you, you, you know, you've got to be on your toes, you know, you've got to keep moving. You never know when the big ones are going to bite. Well, you, you, you've got to find them. You've got to, yeah, but uh, that, that's, that idea sounds good, right, but it's more a, you know, on the wharf, yeah, on the seaside, yeah. Your hat and your banana chair, you know. And, and uh, what's, a, what's a good day fishing? How many of these char do you get? Oh, oh around ten. Ten's a good number. And what's a char? What do they weigh? Well, you know, you can invite your friends over with ten for a barbecue, but uh, what do they weigh? Oh, they're around two, three hundred grams, uh, I suppose. Good eating? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to come over and try? Well, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so it have to be um, uh, it would have to be a fish-like, uh, artificial fish-like product, and not actually fish. Sorry. Do they have any fish sort of made from vegetable projects? Uh, <laughs> vegetable products? Um, sorry, I, I'm I'm not up on on the vegetarian. Uh, uh, fads and things. Sorry. Well, I can come if we do catch and release. Can we agree on that? Can we do a day with catch and release? We go out, we catch these guys, we, we, we get a thrill of uh, the hunt and the chase and pulling them in, and then we throw them back and give them their freedom back and save their lives. I don't know about that, uh, John. <laughs> All right, we'll work on that. Andrea, thank you very much for talking with us. Happy fishing. Okay, thank you. Next up, we'll look at a few idioms. Hey, what is that flying so low? Oh no, watch out! Here comes today's idiom! Well, you might hear the wind howling in the background there, or the wind chimes. It's a windy one here in Matsumoto. Um, yes, it's idiom time, and I think we have a couple, um, maybe even more than a couple of good ones for you today. Uh, all three of them have the word rock, R-O-C-K. All right, our first idiom is rock the boat. 
I think you should stop spreading those rumors about our boss. Hey, don't rock the boat. Uh, Someone who rocks the boat is someone who wants to change something or start something that is maybe a little controversial. You're going to rock the boat with that. You're going to upset people for sure. Hey, don't rock the boat. Uh, You could also say, uh, don't stir up trouble. (laughs) Don't stir up trouble. Don't rock the boat. You know, here in Japan, conformity is very important. And it's expected that your behavior in society and at your job will be similar to everyone else's behavior. It's often not acceptable to do or say something that may make people feel uncomfortable or that may upset them. Um, Though I have not worked in the corporate world in Japan, I think the corporate culture here is to do the things that your bosses expect you to do. Um, For employees, I think there is not so much encouragement or desire to look at things with an independent eye um, or start new things on one's own. Uh, Hey, you shouldn't rock the boat. I know that I'm generalizing here and I want to be careful when I do that, but... I find that you have to be especially careful in Japan when you're going to rock the boat. All cultures have ex- uh, um, accepted or acceptable ways to rock the boat um, with some, you know, some more direct and permissible than others. Think it over before you rock the boat. Our second idiom today is on the rocks. What's the worst place for a ship or boat to be? On the rocks. We use this expression with um, relationships. Uh, Your relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend, your spouse, your father, your kids, mother, family members. Um, How's it going with Yuji and Cecilia? I'm not sure, but I think they're on the rocks. They're not doing well together. Their relationship is not doing well. It's on the rocks. They are on the rocks. Um, It's likely to fail due to problems. Uh, It could be also an agreement or a business deal or a contract. Um, For example, last month... I thought they were going to sign it, but now it looks like it's on the rocks. It's on the rocks. All right, well, number three here, idiom number three from uh, Windy Matsumoto. Um, Final idiom is rock bottom, R-O-C-K, B-O-T-T-O-M. Hitting rock bottom or reaching rock bottom. It's reached the lowest, most negative point. The situation is at its worst. 
at its worst point. It's hit rock bottom. It can't get any worse. It's already hit rock bottom. It's already reached rock bottom. Uh, once again, you can use this expression with relationships. Uh, you really don't want your relationship with your husband or wife to reach rock bottom. Uh, you can also use it for experiences or behavior. Um, the alcoholic has to hit rock bottom before he or she starts the process of recovery. She's almost hit rock bottom. He's definitely hit rock bottom. How's your new job going? Mm, you know, last month was really bad. But this month, it's truly hit rock bottom. It has truly hit rock bottom. How about our podcast? Have we hit rock bottom yet? Well, if we have then I'm going to have to have a meeting with the staff and make some changes. I'll definitely rock the boat. All right, well, that's it for idioms. Uh, coming up next, it's quotations. One, two, three, four. University uh, where I work, um, we have a great variety of books laying around in different places. And I found myself paging through M. Scott Peck's The Road Less Traveled and Beyond, Spiritual Growth in an Age of Anxiety, um, published in 1997. I'm well into it now, and I find it very informative and eye-opening. Um, there are some great ideas and explanations about the value of good, solid thinking. Yes, thinking, good thinking. Um, I found some great passages about the problems caused by simplistic thinking, and those concepts really resonated with me. Um, I think about them over and over again, and I think I've benefited from some of his words. Uh, so today, for our quotations segment, we will feature the famous psychotherapist and self-help writer M. Scott Peck. And that's uh, P-E-C-K. Uh, he was born in 1936 and died in 2005. Uh, Peck was best known for his first book, The Road Less Traveled. Uh, published in 1978, and uh, it has sold over 10 million copies worldwide. Uh, you can find it in 20 different languages. Uh, comments about Peck's work usually include uh, references to his uh, Christianity, uh, his religion, but um, I'm finding great ideas to uh, contemplate in, his, in this book. And all of them are independent of any particular religious beliefs. Okay, well, 
Enough about the review of that book. Uh, let's look at some of his quotes, which uh, may be direct quotes from his books. So according to M. Scott Peck, problems do not go away. They must be worked through or else they remain forever a barrier to the growth and development of the spirit. Problems do not go away. They must be worked through or else they remain forever a barrier to the growth and development of the spirit. Another quote from Peck is, We must be willing to fail and to appreciate the truth that often life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. One more time, we must be willing to fail and to appreciate the truth that often life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. And finally, the truth is that our finest moments are most likely to occur when we are feeling deeply uncomfortable, unhappy, or unfulfilled. For it is only in such moments, propelled by our discomfort, that we are likely to step out of our ruts and start searching for different ways or truer answers. The truth is that our finest moments are most likely to occur when we are feeling deeply uncomfortable, unhappy, or unfulfilled. For it is only in such moments, propelled by our discomfort, that we are likely to step out of our ruts and start searching for different ways or truer answers. On a final note about M. Scott Peck, um, from looking at pieces of his life story, uh, his biography, it's clear that his uh, personal life was not completely uh, consistent with the ideals that he uh, expressed in his books. Um, for me, uh, that does affect my thinking about him and uh, his words and ideas. Okay, well, that's it for M. Scott Peck and our quotation segment. One, two, three, four. haven't talked about our Frapper map in a little while. It's been great to see some new hometown pins and photos on the English Teacher John group Frapper map. And that's at uh, frappr.com slash English Teacher John group. Um, some of our recent listeners and uh, Frapper map participants are from Brazil, Spain, the Netherlands, or uh, we call it Holland, also in English. Uh, the Czech Republic, Tunisia, Poland, Taiwan, Germany, South Korea, Latvia, Angola, the U.S., uh, France, Chile, 
Russia, Sierra Leone, uh, Belgium, Turkey, Indonesia, Italy, the Lao People's Democratic Republic, or maybe more commonly known as Laos in English, and Argentina. So uh, thanks for your photos and your kind words. Um, with our new listeners, our country list now has 66 entries. 66 countries. Yay! Well, let's wrap up this show number 60. Uh, You can find our blog, all of our video and audio podcasts, some transcripts, uh, other language help, and more at our always a work in progress website, EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Uh, The complete transcript for our last show, episode number 59, is now on our website. So please visit EnglishTeacherJohn.com slash podcast for that transcript. Uh, Actually, it's on our blog. Uh, uh, Remember, uh, we have some transcripts on our site, but right now we do not have all transcripts available. Oh, no. Uh, Our email address is podcast at EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Also, you can leave us a voicemail message on Skype at uh, Skype ID EnglishTeacherJohn, and there's no spaces or anything else in that. Uh, Thanks to Martin Chennault. He's our dedicated music man, and we thank him for helping us out. Uh, you can check him out at uh, on his MySpace page. Go to uh, MySpace.com and you can do a search on Martin Chenal, M-A-R-T-I-N space, C-H-E-N-H-A-L-L. All right. Well, thanks to all of you for listening to the English Teacher John Show. My name is John Coons on this, um, I guess, rainy, uh, more windy evening in Matsumoto. Have a nice weekend and a great week.